know who it is. It is your girl, Bria M. Carey here, back with a new episode of the Good God Girl Podcast. I am so excited to be back, y'all, and not only am I back with a new episode, but I am back with a whole new season of the Good God Girl Podcast. One of my goals is to be consistent with the Good God Girl Podcast, as I've mentioned many, many times before, and God was really tugging on my heart as far as just prioritizing and getting things done sooner and in advance, especially since I am a full-time student and full-time um, working person with other things as well. So I just wanted to make sure that we are all set on this end of the to-do list. And I'm just really excited because we're going to be hearing from some amazing guests. I have some amazing, amazing wisdom to share with all of you as well as myself. So I'm excited to be releasing those episodes every other Thursday. So if you are not already, make sure that you go ahead and click that subscribe button follow your girl at the good god girl on all social media platforms i've been kind of getting a little jiggy with the tiktok a little lately um and the instagram of course as well as facebook again that is at the good god girl you can also hit up the good and see what fun stuff we have going on now for those of you who are unable to attend the good god girl summer soiree live podcast recording i am sorry because we had an amazing time we laughed we enjoyed some amazing mocktails and of course some desserts and delicious food but don't worry because the best part about the evening was the live podcast and lucky for us we were able to record that so make sure you head to episode 20 and listen to our live podcast recording and also there will be more events from the good god girl i've been getting a lot of questions as far as if there will be more and yes most definitely there will be more events so make sure you're following at the good god girl so you can stay updated with all of that Now, I want to mention that you are going to definitely want to listen to the remainder of this episode because first of all, I mean, why not? But second, I am doing a giveaway and I want you to hear exactly how you can have a chance to win this giveaway. So be sure to stay tuned. For today's guest, I'm really excited and honored to be speaking with this amazing, beautiful, creative, and spirit-filled woman named Michaela Harris. Before we hear from Michaela, let me tell you a little bit about my girl. She is a wife, hey now, a friend, a creative, and a mother of two beautiful brown children. She serves as a full-time stay-at-home parent, a ministry leader in her local church, and the founder of the Creative Moms Corner. She enjoys equipping and encouraging mothers to stay aligned with their God-given identity, passion, and creativity. Her pregnancy and postpartum experiences inspired her to advocate for mothers as they journey through the hardships and joys that come with raising children. Outside of her blogging, creating, and leading, your girl enjoys spending time with her family, journaling, and adventuring in the great heart of Kansas City, where she was born and raised. Now, I am so excited to be speaking to Michaela, and we're about to just get right into it. Welcome to the show, Michaela. Thank you so much for being here today. 
I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to chat with all of you who are listening. Um, yeah, this episode. You know, um, I have to say, I didn't tell you this before we recorded, but I have been like stalking your life for like five years now. Not really stalking y'all. I'm not crazy, but <laughs> I have been following and keeping up with you for a very long time. Now, I don't know if you remember this, but I believe. I remember you from Big 12. Yes. Yep. Yes. And you were doing something um, along the lines of purity. Yes. And that really stuck out to me in that moment. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go follow this girl because we on the same wavelength right now. I'm trying yes. to be pure and she's talking about purity. And so ever since then, that was probably like 2015, 2016. I've yeah. been like really following your journey, really keeping up with like everything that you've been posting. And it's just been like really beautiful and amazing to watch from this side when you were single, um, yes. before you had kids, before you got into just all of this stuff. And so I'm really honored to have you on the show. Thank on the you. Good God Girl podcast. I'm excited to be here for sure. So with that, let's segue into a little bit about who you are. Yeah. So, um, Again, um, excited to be on the podcast. Um, thank you again for inviting me. I am by name, of course, you saw it already in the whole bio thing, but I'm Michaela mm -hmm. Harris. And right now, in this, I, I feel like, you know, asking the questions like, 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 who are you right now? Like that changes <laughs> in seasons. And so um, right now, um, what I do, what am I day to day role is, is, is first thing is I am a wife um, and on top of being a wife, I am a mother of two children that I stay home with full time, day in and day out. It's like not even a nine to five. It's like a 7 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. <laughs> type right. thing. So um, I am a wife to Marquise Harris. Um, uh, shout out to him. And as well as my beautiful children, I have a baby girl, Simone, um, and a baby uh, baby boy, Jaden. Well, a toddler. She's She's still my baby, but she's a toddler. Mm -hmm. uh, they're 21 months apart. And um, so having two kids in a whole pandemic is a whole thing. Mm. Um, but I, I serve them. Um, so that's the first thing I, I serve my home first. Um, and so that's, that's the home life um, of serving them. And outside of that, also, um, uh, as I do that, I also serve with my husband in ministry um, at Crossroad Christian Fellowship under uh under our leaders pastor glenn and emma hancock which are also my parents uh, as well so uh our home is a reflection of service all around so starting here launching to ministry then all the other things um and then lastly i i also um am a i would i would say a strategist a founder of creative mom's corner where i equip mom writers um in their uh, discovering their voice as writers but also encourage them to stay aligned with their God-giving identity, um, mm. passion, and creativity. So that's kind of my world in this season um, of my life. Um, it has been such a journey to here. I'm excited to be here because it took a lot of back work, a lot of hard work, a lot of hardships, mm. pain, all the things to get to where I am today. So this mm. is so timely to be on the podcast um, because had you asked any other time than this, I would have been definitely in a different season um, of healing and still am in some areas. But this is a this is a perfect time to be mm. able to chat with you, ladies, man. 
I'm so excited to get into this conversation because you really just prefaced everything that um, I think I need. And I'm sure other people who are listening to this will definitely need. So make sure y'all stay tuned to the rest of this episode. But you spoke to a few things like your journey, um, your parents. Tell me about your journey to God's kind of beautiful. Yeah. So, man, it's it it has definitely been a beautiful journey. And I, I like the I like to preface, like have a beautiful journey, because especially in the hard seasons that we go through or the transitions that we go through, we're like, God, this does not feel beautiful. But like he (laughs) makes something out of everything that we endure. So Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I grew up as a pastor's kid since I was about seven years old. So I really did not. I don't really remember having like the relationship with pastors um, in my life beforehand, because I was just kind of I went there, but I I only spent like a couple years being raised in a church that was not my parents leading. Mm-hmm. So um, the pastor's kid's life uh, came pretty early on um, in my journey. I think I may be 17. I don't know when my, when my parents really started ministry. Can't remember exactly when they started to think about church planning and all that. But um, so growing up, my parents really taught me about a life of service. Didn't realize how they were teaching me that until I got older. It was like, wow, the things that I'm passionate about now is because of things my parents instilled in me when I was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a time where my mom, my grandmother had Alzheimer's uh, disease and uh, my dad ended up moving our church into a senior living facility. Mm. So every single Sunday we would our job, our duty, me and my siblings and my cousins, we would go to several rooms in the facility, a three, three floor, I don't know, three floor or more senior living facility and wheel the elders to church on Sunday mm-hmm. in their very place. Love it. So at the time I got to like develop relationship and I, I think I might've been 10 or 11 years old at the time. And I was, I knew that I was like, I knew that I had this like this excitement to like to to go to church, you know, as you're as you're a teen girl. I'm not a teen girl, a, a young girl. Um, but of course, those things changed over the years. So elementary school life, middle school life, there wasn't really pressure. Right. To mm-hmm. like identify. I'm a pastor's kid. Right. Until high school came. Right. You and know, be like, there's you the boys. And then you start like <laughs> figuring out like, oh, like these are cuss words. Like I don't even hear that in my house, but like, what, what is it? So I started Mm -hmm. to really in the public school setting, really started to get the pressure to fit in. So, um, you know, my parents is still a life of service, serving God, serving God's people. Like they, they exemplified that, but it wasn't until I would say high school, that freshman year joining the dance team and joining the basketball team and join, I did a lot I did a lot of that I like lived at my high school but I would say from there that's when I got a lot of those pressures of being a pastor's kid of like you go to a party and they're like what you doing in here PK okay <laughs> what are oh you doing gosh. in here <laughs> at the time it was just like ugh, like stop asking me. but at the same time I do feel like it was the Lord's hand with me like that like conviction even as a teen like I really don't fit in here but I want to. Um, and so the whole popularity thing, like I just was involved so much. I didn't have to work hard for that. You know what I mean? Like, just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, she's a cheerleader. She's dancer, all that. So that's a little bit about like just my upbringing, like my, from my grandmother to my parents on up, like we have, we have really strong roots 
in the faith. And of course, as you get older, you start to explore a little bit more. And so, um, and I know we'll dive more deep into that, but I, I just remember when I was 17, I decided get, about to graduate high school. And I said, I need to make a decision. I just felt like I really need to make a decision on what side of the fence that I was going to be on. Like stuff just started getting old, the partying, the this and that, like it was still like an emptiness, but at the same time, things that I didn't see in my household. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there was just like, I could go to my homegirl's house and like, it just felt like every other parent was so much cooler because like they're like, they just let their kids do like more things and like, you can do things in the house and not get in trouble. But in my house, my mama was like, as for me in my house, okay, period, <laughs> we're going to serve, we're going to serve the Lord. And yeah. that was, that was consistency. Right. And so my parents never, but never pressured to be like, oh, you know, you're a pastor's kid. Like my mom's prayers. I really believe my parents' prayers is what got me to where I am today because it's just like, she's going to have to figure it out. We plant the seeds. She's going to have to figure it out. So I say all that to say by 17, graduating high school, knowing I still served the church, still, you know, but still dabbling in what I wanted to. But it was when my my dad had a second heart attack. Mm. I knew that I needed to make a decision. Like it changed the whole. And I went to I went to a church service, a youth night, and I had a counter with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit really like touched me in a way that I didn't even know was possible as a teenager. And so uh, then all the things that I was talking about Ruchi started coming back to me. And I was just like, God, like, I got to make a decision. So from there on, life was history. Mm. And I just had to separate myself completely from the world. I'm just so grateful. I caught it more in my younger teen years than I did in my mid 20s. Yeah, girl. See, your mama's prayers. I needed them, child, because I was Listen, a hot mess. Hot mess. <laughs> just doing whatever. That's so. I love to hear um, just different upbringings of like people who grew up in the church, you know, because people have their misconceptions and uh, their ideas of, of you're a PK or you yeah. should be doing this, this and that, which I'm sure was was hard because it's also like I'm just a, a teenage girl, too, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I kind of want to use this opportunity to, you know, give us like two myths that you heard or misconceptions that people would be like oh well pks can't do this or pks do can't do that one of the myths is so you know when i was growing up like i i always had a way of dancing like i just loved to dance whether it was worship dance or whether it was going to a party and dancing right and so like i I understood like what it means to really serve God with your gift, especially like with, with dancing, but then also the pulling of the world. I preference that because a lot of times in the, in the eyes, it's like, Oh, she, wow. Like she's a pastor. She's in these parties. Right. But I also had boundaries. I had really strong boundaries when it came to how far I went with uh, dating and relationships. I say that say, because a lot of it's just like, Oh, pastor's kids, like they be wild and go to parties and they just be, let's just be honest, it, they just be having sex with everybody and, and mm -hmm. doing all this. And I, um, and my mom was always in my ear. Like, you know, you talked about like you, you, you seeing my journey of purity. My mother had a really strong voice in that. Mm -hmm. So although the myth was like, yeah, they just, they do whatever, they, they date <laughs> whoever and all that. But like, I know that. Uh, for me, 
um, I saved myself for sex until I got married to my husband. Mm-hmm. Now in high school, some of high school days, it may not have looked like, like, oh, she just always, you know, partying and kicking it. But my mom always, always, and my dad will always talk to me about valuing my body, mm-hmm. valuing my like. And so even when I had the pressures, like maybe, like maybe this relationship would last longer if I give in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't bring myself to it because, um, and you know, you talk about that, like playing with fire thing. I know that God's hand was on my life to have not taking a step further and really just be just canceling out all the things he had in future for my spouse so that would say is one myth that 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 I would say that like you know we just rebel all over in all areas but like our parents prayers and our parents and also like like it's decisions that we make it's not so much like I guess for my household that you know my my pastors aren't doing right by the people and Mm -hmm. and all that like it's just that the the pressure but I know that my mom really, really instilled that in me at a young age and over and over again, it was more so valuing, like you have value. And she mm-hmm. would always have that message that made me realize, like, she wasn't like, oh, don't be doing that. She just mm-hmm. always talked about my value of my body. And that is what helped save me. So that's, that's one of it. And then, and then the other thing that I would say is that um, we just grow up and we just stray totally away you know um, yeah. from the faith and and in in reality yes sometimes that does happen but I also know a lot of pks where that did not happen where we're still serving in our churches we're still serving um we're serving god's people some who are actually walking in life for ministry so like every pastor's kid does not walk away from from the faith i know it happens um through life experiences but that's not that's not everybody that happens because we have to figure that journey out i don't know so those are so those are if i could think about two top myths that i know that was placed on me i would say uh those would be my things well y'all hear that okay so get that (laughs) get them out your head and don't ask another pk them questions okay And so you had to make that decision in your early teen years. Uh, fast forward, you meet the bay. Yes. You get married. Yes. You have a baby. You have another baby. Um, yes. Walk us through that journey. And um, what led you to um, your creative mom's writing that you're doing now? Yeah. So, um Shout out to my husband. We're celebrating five years of marriage in Woo! a couple of weeks. Um, and it's so interesting that you brought up us, me and you meeting at KU because that's where I met my husband at KU. Wow. What a divine interaction. God. I don't know if you knew that, but that's where I met. That's where I met what, no. met the spouse. Um, and so I, what, what led me to speaking at KU, I was after I was like, Lord, I give my life you he had placed a, a nonprofit in my in my heart that I had ran called no scars movement and really I wanted to be able to serve teen girls um, through things that I face pressures I face but then also things that I see um, peers in my life in high school go through depression suicidal thoughts all the things so my mom was right on board with it my parents supported me fully and that was really like the first step in out of ministry for me as well so I remember um I filled out a workshop for big 12 I think I even talked about like your internal scar I can't remember I can't remember the name of the workshop but my nonprofit is a piece of what led me to doing a workshop 
at KU uh, when I did the workshop and um, another uh, girl I met there, Raquel um, and I went back to her workshop because I was like, I really enjoyed your workshop. I really wanted to connect with you. I'm I'm launching this conference and I want to connect. Da, da, da. She's like, okay, cool. By the way, here's my friend, Marquise. And it's like, wow. oh, hey, like, okay. He wasn't interested in me. I was interested in him. I was just like, hey, like, hi, What's I'm Kayla. Right. <laughs> Little, he's, he calls it a flimsy handshake. Um, and then from there, um, it was just like, okay. So anyway, girl, I had this nonprofit. It was just right. like, okay, nice to meet you. <laughs> Boom. Anyways, he ended up like, we ended up doing this whole photo shoot, me and her. He was taking the pictures, everything. Not even knowing that this is my whole husband. Like, right. taking pictures of us after the conference as if me and her just knew each other for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so my husband's from Texas. I went back to Kansas City. He went back to Texas. And she kept telling him, like, that is your wife. Like, I think that's your wife. And he's wow. like, I'm not worried about it. He had just, like, was working on launching a book at the time. And I was, he was just like, nah, I'm not worried about it. So anyways, he gets back to Texas. She kept nudging him. And, you know, it's kind of like, why not? Like, let me go find her on Facebook. And I was doing a radio show at the time. And he had ended up listening to one of my episodes. And so... You gotta like did the slide in my DMs things, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not, we're in two mm-hmm. different states. Mm-hmm. We're in two different states. But I remember backstory of him uh have a reflection that like he saw an image of like like a like a wedding happening and like it's like like as he was driving one day, and that's when he started getting that nudge to reach out to me. Wow. So we just started having a conversation and everything, and uh from there we exchanged numbers. The rest was history. I flew down to Texas Day with my aunt for a week. We hung out because I was already going for spring break, which is mm-hmm. crazy. Wow. Hung out. <laughs> we hung out. And um, from there, uh, after we hung out for a week, um, then that's when we started our journey. Of We started to court each other, just saying like, okay, if God's in this, boom, by the end of the year, remember I was engaged by the next year we had got married. So it wow. was like a, it sounds like, dang, that happened really fast. And for others, yeah. But like we, we, we journey with intentional, with intention, like, hey, and so, you know, uh, two, three years of our marriage is when we had our first baby girl and then our son. And so that's a piece of what led me to Creative Moms um, Corner that I'm doing now. Hey, girl. Hey, I hate to have to break up this amazing episode with my girl, Michaela. Isn't she amazing? I know. I know. Well, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned a giveaway that was taking place and I just wanted to let you in on the scoop on how you can win these goody items. To win is very, very simple. There are a few short steps that I need you to take, so just listen up. The first step is one, making sure that you are following at the good God girl and the creative mom's corner on the Instagram. Make sure you hit me in the DMs when you're done. The second thing is to head to either Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and a review. And the third thing is to screenshot that rating and review and tag it to me in your story on the Instagram. That's pretty simple, right? The giveaway will be open from September 29th all the way until October 9th. That's a little bit of time, but you're going to want to make sure that you get it in and get it done, girl. I will be announcing the winner on October 10th, so be sure to turn on my post notifications so you can be notified as soon as the winner is selected and announced. That's it. 
that's all. Now back to this amazing episode with my girl, Michaela. When I was pregnant, I had got the check in my spirit that I wanted to stay home with her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Lord, like, do you just be like, bow, just, it just happens. Like, no, there's planning that goes with it. Like finance, <laughs> you talk about stripping and a whole job from you where you're working in and out to add extra income. So that was a little bit of that fear. Um, but then we, we had to get that confirmation together. It, I wasn't afraid of daycare. I wasn't afraid of all the things I just wanted to be home mm-hmm. with her. I wanted to, and I didn't know there ain't no manual to being a stay-at-home parent. There is none out there. You can Google all you want to. It is a life <laughs> experience. So um, this is what I'm going to be sharing about how Creating Mom's Corner came about. Um, pregnancy was hard mm-hmm. with my daughter. It was, it, was, it was a challenging one. And that's when I had first discovered that um, there's a thing called uh, prenatal anxiety and depression when you're pregnant. I didn't know that moms could go through um, anxiety and depression when you're pregnant. I'm like, we prayed for this baby. We prayed for this baby. So why am I dealing with this? Right. And so that's when I started to get that whole, like, it started to play with my image. Well, I'm in, you know, you know how in in the faith sometimes like, well, I'm in ministry. So like, I shouldn't be experiencing depression or I'm like, then I shouldn't be experiencing, um, all these things. Right. And so with that, I, I began to just, um, just, just learn more about like what that was and like talking to my doctor, like, and it was a lot, had to do a lot with my sickness and like stress on my job and, and all the things. So, um, within that, you know, God was still speaking to me about staying home. And so I eventually transitioned, um, in May of 2020, um, home with my daughter, not knowing, two months prior to that, we were going to be hit with the pandemic. (laughs) Not knowing we were going to be hit with the pandemic. So uh, two weeks, uh, I say two months before that, um, I remember like my baby shower being canceled, like everything was getting canceled from then I was like, okay, my baby shower was canceled, all the things. And so fast forward, um, that was a lot because there the hospitals were like, shut this down. Don't come here. Like your mama can't come. Like it was just a whole thing. Mm. So from there, like just the first year of being a mom really, uh, was when I had launched, did my first, uh, books, my creative books, um, that I started writing for my daughter just for fun. And then I found out other moms wanted, wanted a book that I was writing for Simone. And so I started out with the book business. It was called making Michaela. And then that transitioned to, create a mom's corner because I, I felt like there was a sense that I was doing things for my daughter, but that moms struggle with like the postpartum depression and anxiety and all that. And I thought like, I'm a woman of faith. I'm strong in my faith. I read my Bible and boom, I still got hit with anxiety and depression, all the things. So that's a little bit of how creative mom's corner, um, was birthed. God had changed it so, so much of like, there's just a, a whole journey of like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like I'm, I'm staying at home, but I also wanted to exercise my gifts to other moms. And a lot of it had to do with the things that I went through my first year mm-hmm. at home. Um, how kind of like having a baby pandemic, the isolation is what really struck me um, in everything. And so that was really, really heavy. Like the isolation from 
having your firstborn and that we were at the early stages of COVID, like the yeah. early, early stage. So no one even knew what COVID was or how it was spreading. Right. So that isolation, like took a lot in my mental state, but also God was like working through me to see what mothers really struggle with. And I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to get that experience had I not transitioned home mm. from my job. Right. Mm-hmm. I would have been able to see my daughter and, and the needs for moms in a different way if she had went to daycare. So that's a little backstory uh, to that. But yeah, like it's it's been a crazy journey, but a beautiful one at the same time. And like every season, like God has really had his hand mm-hmm. um, on my life. And and for those he has called me to serve. And it's like, God, why? And then you look back, and it's like, wow, like I had to go through that first. Mm-hmm. in order to see what's being produced on the other side. And so that's how Creative Moms Corner came about. <laughs> wow. You spoke to a lot in that. And it's like the taboo that um, Christian folks deal with regarding like mental health, um, anxiety and depression. Um, a lot of times it's, you know, just pray it away. And this isn't that, which is true. And, you know, therapy and other resources, other outlets are there to help as well. And um, I know you spoke off offline to a lot of like um, struggles and things that you went through as it pertained to like finally having that confidence to pursue this fearlessly. Um, I'm going to reference one of your posts that like really, really stuck out to me. Um, I'll I'll be brief in the reading it, but um, you're just talking about how, you know, sometimes we get stuck and swallowed up in fear, uh, even by the things that we're most passionate about um, and how um, just really encouraging us to propel forward because on the other side of that is everything that God has in store for you. And so my question to you is, um, in addition to, and maybe um, with the things that you just mentioned, those those different um, hard and tough moments to get through, um, can you kind of name what those were, um, how that impacted you, but how you overcame them? Yeah, so the I remember writing, I've, I've written so many things I had to refresh my mind, I even wrote wrote propel forward <laughs> but one of the things that so when I when I wrote that blog I know I knew that, that it was like in a it was a time where I was just like God was like speak, downloading things to me but it was like you know how like God tells us something and then we don't move because we're like waiting for him to tell another word like okay Lord I heard you but like tell me another word Mm-hmm. Like, give me another vision. Give me another prophecy. <laughs> yeah. Another. Like, we continue to go through this cycle, right? Mm-hmm. However, like, something is always going to come up. Like, when when God is positioning you for something greater, like, something is always going to come up that is that wants to try to distract you from from the other side of of what of what He has called you to. Mm-hmm. So, I'll say, for example, like. I'll just give, give, give one example. So I have been writing really in journaling wise, I have been writing since 2014, but in between there, I've had several different blogs that mm-hmm. I had launched. So my no scars blog, my, um, I had, uh, when I did radio, I had Michaela Simone, uh, show, uh, I had a blog through there and I was doing photography. So writing has always kind of been in my heart. I write the longest caption sometimes on Facebook and people be mm-hmm. going like, here we, we can be go reading these, them, girl. We be reading with them. these long posts, but <laughs> I've always like, I guess I've always, 
one of my words to reach people, but I never saw it as me being a writer. Mm-hmm. I just like, oh, I have a blog. I have a this and that. And so I, I use that example because back in, um, in August of 2021, I was getting frustrated again. I'm like, Lord, like this creative mom's thing is not making sense. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've, I've done the things I've like, I feel like, and I had to really journey through like dying to self, mm. like discipline with, with balancing, wanting to launch a creative business and operating and help moms, but also making sure that I'm still serving my home. So in that things come up, right? So mm-hmm. like there are, so in August of, of, of 2021, the Lord has spoke to me about using my gift of writing like using it in a way that actually like I'm like wanting to finalize that like this is the thing that I want you to do in this season moving forward and I'm like okay that sounds good Lord got it right journal I you know I write I Mm -hmm. you know I'm already doing that he's like like no like like putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. I'm like okay so October came says it again use your gift of writing and I'm like okay that's cool. So I just remember when, when the Lord, like really like downloaded all the things of how he wanted to structure, create a mom's corner. And the Lord started speaking to me about that. He didn't need another self-reliant mom, Instagram business type thing. Like this is kingdom. This Mm -hmm. is transformative. And I really had to, 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 to really pause on that because a lot of times, like, when, you know, something, uh, when, when we think about preparing for how fear sets in, but then also we have to be willing to obey if God wants to change things and shift things in his, in his way, in the way that how he wants to lead. And so like something is always, always going to be there that wants to prevent you from failing forward. And sometimes where that's pride to say, Lord, I heard you say this, but I want to do it this way. Right. Like sometimes pride is in your face. Sometimes fear is in your face. Sometimes it's lack of resources in your face. Like something is always going to come up. However, like God is with you. Just how he talked about like being with Moses. Like he was like, I'm slow of speech. Like I can't do this thing. Like stuff was always, always in front of Moses. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like the people were rebellious. Like he had, he listened Moses, if I had, if I went to heaven, I can meet anybody. I'm like, Moses, how, how did you, I know how he made it through, like, how did you make it through? Right. But that's the same thing in our journey. Like things come up. And one of the scriptures that I put in that blog was a scripture that my mom always instilled in me. It's in second Timothy. I think it's second Timothy one, seven, I believe it says for God has not given the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. So as stuff that starts to come, in your way to prevent you from prevailing forward, like God is already like fighting for us. So like, we don't even have to worry about, um, about what the other side is going to look like. He's going to give you the steps. So sometimes it's like, okay, here's step one. I didn't give you step two. Um, so I know that at that time that that was inspiration because even though fear was in my face, God said, right. He didn't say that. Um, and that's when I had, um, launched my blog um, and under my name and creative mom's corner was still on, on pause at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he needed me to, to develop and understand that gift and roll with it. Because if I had not, I wouldn't be able to 
launch my cohort, creative writers cohort that's starting on Thursday. Yay. Um, I wouldn't have been able to do that had I not obeyed. Like there are things on the other side of obedience. And so Mm. um, propel forward. Something is always going to come up. So you might as well just keep pushing on, allowing the Lord to lead you Mm -hmm. um, because giants are still going to try to arise and try to cancel you out. Mm -hmm. But the obedience as, as, as you obey God, he's going to keep giving you the steps. Mm. So that's a little bit, I don't know all the words of the blog, but from the title, that's, that's what came to my heart to share. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's so good. I think, um, I think one misconception that, that comes up, um, for people who are like new to faith and maybe even like believers who've been in this, right. Is the idea that because we have a relationship with God or because we are believers that life is supposed to be easy, easy, breezy, like you're not going to face any trials and things of that sort. And that is the biggest misconception. I think I talk about this all the time. My favorite scripture is, I think, what is it? James, um, that talks about, um, you know, just being persistent in, in, in knowing that trials and tribulations are going to come, but rejoicing in them. Right. Like, yeah, it tells you right there that, Hey, um, you finna experience a bunch of waves and trials and tribulations and some things is going to happen and life is not going to be easy, but keep going. Um, keep the faith because it's going to, I'm building something in you. I'm building and molding something in you and that's going to be used to your benefit. And, um, I just love everything that you just said. Um, so I want to segue now into talking a little bit more specifically about the creative mom's corner and what can a mom expect to see from the creative mom's corner? Yeah. So it's interesting that you said that. And like I said, this podcast is timely because the Lord literally about two, three, maybe two or three weeks ago has shifted mm-hmm. how he wanted me to serve the moms. Mm. Um, and I remember sitting on the couch. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm at a stopping point again. I'm, I know a piece of it, but I'm, there's something that's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, it was, the, the mission was to equip moms uh, to stay aligned with their God-giving identity, passion, and creativity. And I have a Creative Moms Connect group that's a free group um, for creative moms all over to just want to come in, get encouragement, share what they do. Um, and so I felt like, okay, I'm supposed to serve all of them. Like if you're a photographer, you're like, if you do radio, like I can serve you. If you do radio, if you do podcasting, like I've done all the things. So but it was very, very broad of like mm-hmm. trying to serve all of them. So my Creative Moms Connect group is is a is a branch of Creative Moms Corner. It's just a private, you know, Facebook group that moms could be connected in. And so uh, just recently, and I share this because it's a part of of God unfolding a beautiful journey. Like, so I'm like, okay, Lord, like this is a lot. Moms, they have lots of creative gifts and lots of creative skills and all that, but like. Who specifically, like, how do I narrow this down? And again, back to that writing thing, he's like, uh, serve moms who write for all the creatives. It's like, oh, okay. So all I did was put two words in the mission. God just had me put two words in the mission. But he also, it was a moment I was actually frustrated one night. And my husband's like, hey, you got to make a decision. Like, you're going to trust that God gave you this vision or are you just going to? He's like, I'm going to support you either way. Um, I can't make a decision for you. I see vision for you, 
but I can't, I can't make you see what mm-hmm. God, you know, what, how, what God wants to do through you. So mm-hmm. <sighs> after huffing and puffing and like, oh, you know, you have those huffing and puffing moments with God. It's like, oh, so um, I went upstairs and the Lord has showed me um, a map, uh, like a, a map of the United States. And I got a vision of moms like releasing blogs and books and devotionals and, and all kind of things. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, Lord. So I see what you're doing here. So I just kept writing, kept hearing from the Lord. And that's when I actually, my cohort was first called, called to create cohort. Mm. And I was like, something's not clicking. Yeah. Um, here called to great court. Sounds good. It was after masterclass I did, which was really, really incredible, but I'm like something's missing here. So I had ended up saying, okay, Lord. So what he had me to show me is how to serve mom writers creatively, like in a different way. You know how, you know, you see, like I had uh, my first year of, of business, I was doing children's books. Mm-hmm. I was writing children's books, but I, my words are one thing, but the way I did the cover, the way I did the, like, that is what also helped to bring people to my writing so that children's can have, have books to read with their own personal name, character on all the things. And so he started to take, take me back, back to that journey. So I say that to say, that's a little backstory because a lot of times we see the beauty of what people are producing, but we don't see the hardships of what it took to get there. We don't see yeah. what we had to lay down, what we had to cancel out. Like we just see like, you know, they just get our service, but mm-hmm. they don't see like what was the back end of that. So now I still have the identity, passion, creativity piece, but it's equipping mom writers mm-hmm. um, to equipping mom, creative mom's corner is to equip mom writers to fulfill their call to write while staying aligned with their God giving identity, passion, creativity. Mm. So that was kind of like the missing piece there. But that's also how God took me back about using my gift of writing, because had I not used it first, I wouldn't be able to serve them. So now that's that's some things that you can expect from Creative Mom's Corner now is how to, um, yes, you may be an author, you may be a, a blogger, you may be a children's book writer. However, like that's one aspect of the writing, like the writing is the process, like there's a, there's a whole lot. I don't know if you used to blog or blog. Mm-hmm. Or, yep. I think you have a blog. blog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you have a blog on your site, right? Um, and so like, you know, like you gotta read, you gotta get the words out of your heart, then you gotta edit, then you gotta yeah, you gotta, you gotta do all those things. But the the um the writing is the piece that like that's probably like could be like sometimes a uh, the freeing part, but also sometimes the hard part because right. sometimes we're like, oh, should I release this now? Should I release this then? So really mm-hmm. helping moms um, to identify who they are to write to, but also how to not make it feel so like, like burdensome in a way where Mm -hmm. it's just like, Oh, like I I like this gift of writing, but like, no one's like reading my words and no one's like, (laughs) but knowing that the gift is there, but I am able to come in and saying, Hey, like, what are ways? Cause I, I I had one of my coaches that, that coached me, uh, had a creative coach, and uh, I remember I used to get frustrated because I would write every Wednesday and release every Wednesday. And she was like, you, she said, your writing is not a to-do list. It's not a task list. It's mm. a release. Mm. It's a release to those that you are called to serve mm. and that, um, and those who read your message. So that changed my whole view of writing and blogging and even 
even the things that God has laid in my heart to write in the future, it's a release. It's not a to-do list. Yeah. And so that changed like all the other things that I was doing. And so um, from there, what moms can expect is to be able to, to give them content. But also this is for kingdom moms, moms who um, they have a story, they have a voice to share. They have, they have a book to write. However, you may not know how to put the website together. You may not know how to put the mm-hmm. cart together, but you know that your, your work, your, your gift um, is your writing, but then other elements you may not be familiar with. And so that's where I come in, especially with the creative writers cohort that moms can join. It's a monthly subscription. You can cancel anytime. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just b- helping to build them up, helping to build each other up through our writing, but then also looking at other ways creatively where we can enhance our writing mm-hmm. to reach those that we're called to serve. So, um, that gives us feel about creative mom's corner. I'm much, much more excited now that God has been <laughs> refined vision because this whole thing started as not even creative mom's corner thing. It started as making Michaela just writing children's books. And then that changed to creative mom's corner. Mm-hmm. And I was still operating in the past vision. And so like God really like shifted things. I know if someone's listening, it's like, how do I know God's hand is in like something like he'll, he'll continue to give you vision. Mm. for something like when you feel like you're trying to get vision yourself like you're trying to force vision uh, we've all been there and that's likely not the lord it's sometimes our intellect gets in the way Mm -hmm. and where we think our skills are better than the voice of god um yeah so um that's what i would say there so i'm excited where creative mom's corner is going and starting my cohort this week Wow. That's a word. That is a word. I needed to hear this. This was very timely. Thank you, Jesus. But (laughs) on that note, I want to ask before we end this amazing conversation, I'm sad it has to end so early, but uh, what advice would you give to any good God girls out there, whether it's a good God girl, a young uh, teen girl or a mother um, who is really trying to tap into that God-given creativity? For the teen girls, because I have a heart for teen girls, um, mm-hmm. I still mentor them in and out of season. My go-to scripture, every youth panel I speak on, I probably have given this scripture. And um, this this is a scripture, um, hopefully I referenced the Timothy, I think this one is in Timothy 2. Um, let me pause on that. I think it was Timothy 2. If I got the scriptures wrong, just... Don't it's try in the to Bible. Just, just, look, <laughs> just, just look up what I said and then God will give you the, the exact scripture. Um, but it's a scripture that my mom has given me. Um, it says, don't let don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but mm. set an example for believers in conduct, in speech, and in purity. Mm. My mom had always given me that scripture. Um, don't know that don't know the scripture off the top of my head, but um, that scripture has just stuck with me because anytime I had the pressures to go another way, um, especially for that good God girl listening, is that like the Lord has something special just for you. And that scripture right there just reminded me that like I can set the example, I can break the box. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't have to fit into what the world says I should do. And I should so that scripture has carried me through my college years. And all that. And still today, like I'm in my late 20s. I just got in my late 20s. And that scripture still stands true because sometimes uh, we start, we, we, we like to size ourselves up to like, 
to like sometimes, um, which I know I didn't talk about a lot here, but one of the things I did postpartum with my son is I went to therapy Mm. because motherhood was hard. And I had to really debunk the myth of people of faith. Sometimes we still have that myth that therapy is just not for us. Right. Like we know how to pray. We know how to prophesy. We know how to lay hands, but like life happens, trauma Mm -hmm. happens and it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. One thing I learned in therapy is giving myself permission to transition. Mm. A lot of the things that I was not, as God was calling me up, a lot of the fears I had was because I was not giving myself permission to transition Mm-hmm. From the little girl who was just a PK, mm-hmm. who is now serving in her parents' church. The little girl who, like, I had to give myself permission to know that I am a woman now yeah. in a new season with married with children. And I don't have to operate in the small box that I used to place myself in as a little girl. Yeah. So that's one thing that I would say. And then for um for the mom, the 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 advice that I would give is is really allowing the Lord to establish your identity as a mother mm-hmm. and giving yourself permission to being a mom as well. So for both sides, giving yourself permission, because I didn't realize how much I didn't give myself permission. When I, when I, my body started to grow, you started to like, you realize if there's a mom listening, like once you're pregnant, right. There's one thing, but then you start like, dang, I can't pick that thing up. Like I just did. When I, <laughs> like we don't give ourselves permission to transition in different seasons. And so, you know, with pregnancy to postpartum, like I hear a lot of moms say, oh, I just got to, after the baby's born, I just got to get back to the old me. Mm. I got to get back to my old self. Or you even find that with, with the woman who's endured pain or trauma, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. it's like, I got to get back to the old thing. Right. Mm -hmm. But God wants to do a new thing because Mm. that old thing can no longer serve you. Um, And so that's my advice is giving yourself permission to transition because we like to hold on to when things felt good to when yeah. things felt like oh I want to go back to place because that felt good that felt like I was on fire for the Lord like mm-hmm. I like wow. take me back there but I was just talking to my husband to this about today is that the thing about Jesus his he was able to he was relatable in mm-hmm. our humanity mm-hmm. so when Jesus went to go, I always use the Samaritan woman. My husband laughs at me because every like multiple sermons, multiple panels, like I am always referencing the Samaritan woman because homegirl and me, we just relate. We just, we just have. And so like I, I use this example for especially a mom or a teen girl. Jesus goes and he is talking to the Samaritan woman. And she's like, she's like, uh, aren't you're not supposed to be associating with me? Like. Jesus right. always is getting side eye. Like, you're not even supposed to be associating with me. But God saw her in her humanity. He saw her, uh, maybe saw her in her pain, her, her, her seeing her as an outcast, right? And he's like, uh, go call your husband. She's like, I don't have any husband. Jesus is like, yeah, you have five husbands. Nope. And it's not that he was trying to write who like Call it's not like out. he was trying to to hit her over the head, but also to meet a need. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times when we're like, and, and so she had to go through a transition because once she's like, she's like, I want to tell you about this man who told me everything about me. Mm-hmm. Like she went out and she was no longer the woman mm-hmm. that looked like was, you know, at the well and, and had the five husbands. Now she's a woman who is proclaiming his news. Mm-hmm. And that in Bible times, like 
even you can still apply today. That was a transitional time for her. She no longer could serve her old self because God had did a new thing in her. And that's the same thing that that happens to us today. So um, I would say that for a teen girl or for a mom is giving ourselves permission to transition because we the old things were good things. There are some good things that happened in our past, but there's greater. And sometimes in our painful touch, in our painful places, God still makes touch points with us Mm -hmm. to then be able to um, call us up to serve people. But just as Jesus felt for people, we do the same thing. We're not exempt from pain and sorrow, but when we do feel it, we then know how to walk with people and, and give them the grace that God has given us to endure wow. our hardships. So that's good. There's that. <laughs> that like we could get started on a whole nother conversation. It's so crazy. Sure could. That. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend were just having that conversation last night, just talking about that. Wow. I'm not going to get started in it because you said everything that needed to be said, <laughs> but I just love just God's intentionality and I'm so yeah. happy we had this conversation and thank you so, so much for joining us on the good doc girl podcast. Thank you for having me. It's such Absolutely. a good time. Again, y'all make sure you follow Miss Michaela Simone Harris. How about you tell us your um, Instagram name and where we can follow you and keep up with you. Yeah. So um, you can uh, find me at, at Michaela Simone H on mainly Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter, but I'm going to tell you I don't tweet on there really ever and don't know why I have an account. But Instagram um, at Michaela Simone H. And if you are a mom who is just um, hearing about the creative side piece I do with mom writers and all the things and establishing identity, passion, it's at Creative Moms Corner on Facebook, on Instagram, and as well as my website um, as well. I know this is a lot of information, but with my last two references, my, my website with my writing that I'm um, writing out weekly is MichaelaSHarris.org.com. I'm sorry, MichaelaSHarris.com. And my creative mom site is CreativeMomsCorner.com. So you can find me. I'm either writing on Creative Moms or I'm all the writing on my website. Um, so it just really depends. But thank you so yeah. much for having me and for all of you who decided to tune in to this uh, podcast.